Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Integral Health Resources Podcast. This is Bob, and uh, this is not the first take. I'm going to have to be honest with you. I did about four or five takes of this, and uh, was pretty humbled and discovered that uh, I suck at uh, podcasting, but, you know, what are you going to do? This is number one, and hopefully I'll get better at it. Um, the topic of today's podcast, uh, what I intended to do was uh, sort of do a review and a response of Thomas Insel's um, recent commentary in the journal Science. Thomas Insel is the director of the National Institute of Mental Health, and he's been uh, putting forth a perspective over the last several years um, sort of promoting a, an initiative that has been described in various ways. Um, but uh, the main gist of it is is Insel is promoting um, a precision medicine model of psychiatry. And this is on the heels of um, Barack Obama's precision uh, medicine initiative um, that the NIH has embraced. And, um, you know, some of it is a little bit over my head, to be honest with you. Precision medicine in general, I guess, is the idea that, you know, instead of just looking at, say, cancer and trying to cure cancer for everybody, you're going to look at very specific treatments for, you know, very specific individuals. So you're going to, you know, try to match a person's uh, genome, basically, with um, very specific treatments. And you're going to, by doing that, you're going to develop very precise treatments for very um, precise uh, disorders and diseases. And this is going to make things much more efficient and useful for people in general. Because as it is now, you know, there's lots of different shades of cancer and shades of all kinds of diseases. And to just sort of try to treat them all the same way isn't really working. So that's precision medicine in general or precision oncology. But precision psychiatry uh, is a little more controversial. But because um, the NIMH and, and psychiatry in general buys into this medical model of things, it's easy to just say, well, why not, you know, precision psychiatry since psychiatric disorders are, you know, basically just like any other disease. And, you know, this is where it kind of goes off the rails for me right away. And it fits in with the overall theme of my website and this podcast where I'm trying to articulate what I'm calling an integral uh, vision of health uh, People call it integrative, uh, biopsychosocial, and um, you know this project has turned out to be uh, you know not not all that easy because you know, anyone can just say, uh, oh yeah, let's you know let's come up with a more integrative way of thinking about it, or we got to make sure we take into account the biology and psychology and sociology and cultural factors and everything needs to be taken into account. And most anyone out there, including Tom Insel and any psychiatrist, um, is going to at least pay lip service to this biopsychosocial or integral way of doing things. Um, it's a lot more difficult, though, to articulate this in a way that, um, you know, really makes sense. Because 
one of the one of the challenges that I want to sort of rise up to and respond to, and this podcast in general is, you know, so you have this biopsychosocial model or this integral model. Well, so what? You know, how how is that actually going to help anything, or how is that going to um, get any traction in everyday or practical practical matters? So, um, so that's you know what I'm attempting to do with the podcast in general, the my uh, my website in general, and specifically, uh, you know, my response to this idea of precision psychiatry. Um, you know, right, right off the bat, I, I'm thinking that um, this is really just, you know, a move toward developing uh, new drugs and new physiological or brain-based interventions. And of course, it is. You know, one of the points in this in the article um, in Science, the Insel's commentary. And uh, I'll post a link on my um, on the Integral Health Resources website, so you can all just check that out yourself. But one of the main points is that Tom Insel wants to sort of do away with the whole uh, idea of mental disorders. Um, he wants to move away from this kind of wishy-washy focus on subjective symptoms and clusters of symptoms, and and use a new sort of framework that he calls brain circuit disorders. And while he, again, he throws in some psychosocial stuff in there and, and, he, and he certainly acknowledges in other contexts that, you know, psychiatric disorders are a biopsychosocial cultural phenomenon. This, you know, this move to change the name from mental disorder to brain circuit disorder just seems to me to be this very reductionistic move and um, also sort of doomed to failure. I mean, the, the whole notion that, you know, psychiatric disorders are analogous to just any disease because, you know, I guess the argument goes it's all in the brain and the brain is just an organ in the body. And um, so once we understand that in, in enough detail, we're going to figure out all this stuff. And I'm just... Um, I'm not buying that. I think really we, we need to go in the other direction where we give more emphasis to the to the psychosocial determinants of health in general, um, and that goes you know for all diseases. But um, psychiatric disorders, I think, uh, in particular. So um, that's my basic uh, you know response to his argument, and I have uh, you know a few snippets from an earlier rant that I think are, are, are relevant to this article. And uh, here's one of them. If you think about certain metaphors, you know, imagine, um, imagine that you're, you're in a room and you're feeling relaxed and you're, you know, and you have some sort of futuristic device that, that can scan everything that's going on in your body and brain. And all, all these scans are showing that, you know, you're basically in perfect balance and perfect health and doing great. And then all of a sudden, through a door across the, the end of this, this, lar this large room, a, a tiger just is let in to the room that you're in. And immediately upon seeing this tiger, your, 
brain circuitry and body and adrenaline, everything just starts going completely out of whack. You're freaking out. This, this, uh, hypothetical scanner device is showing that you're incredibly out of balance. Cortisol is coursing through your veins and you're obviously extremely stressed. And, you know, you have two options here. Let's just say you have some futuristic, uh, implant device or drug that could be administered to you. That's going to rebalance, you know, all your body and brain circuitry exactly to where it was moments before the tiger walked in. And, you know, you're, you're going to have some technology that's just so unbelievably advanced that it knows exactly how to take all of those things and bring it back to the balance point, which seems obviously incredibly far-fetched. Or you can um, have that tiger be yanked back on his leash back through that door and have that door shut and locked. And then miraculously, you know, all your brain and body chemistry just goes back to normal because, you know, we already have that built in <laughs> evolutionarily or however you want to look at it. So you have one that's, you know, a, an environmental or a behavioral solution, um, which is just, you know, the tiger comes in. So, so pull, pull the tiger out and everything's going to change. Or you can go, go with this biochemical brain uh, intervention, which really doesn't make any sense. Now, of course, when you're talking about psychological disorders and so forth, it's a hell of a lot more complicated, but, um, well, here's another, another stupid one. If you'll, you know, just go along with me here, say you're, uh, you're in a car and, you know, you're listening to just some God awful music and, uh, let's just say you turn the radio on in this, in this horrific, Tune uh, Nickelback, let's just say, is on there just to, to rip on them because they're an easy target. Nickelback is on and it's just, you know, it's you just can't believe how, how terrible this music is. And you have the realization that, well, your experience of this music really, when you break it down to the most fundamental level, is happening in your brain. So if you don't want to uh, be suffering this terrible music, you could, you know have somebody go into your brain and, and alter things in your brain so that, you know, it processes the nickel back in a different way. So it doesn't, you know, register anymore. You could have someone develop a drug that basically, uh, makes it so that, you know, nickel back whenever it's played just doesn't, you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't register in your brain and then you'll feel, you'll feel fine then. Or you could just turn the radio off. So again, saying that something fundamentally is physiological or in the brain doesn't at all mean that the way to go is to, is to figure out how to directly impact the brain processes because there's, there's simple behavioral social things that can be done that will, you know, make the, make the change instantly. Now, when it comes to a psychological disorder, because it is so complex, then you might have somebody who's completely messed up or, uh, you know, manic or depressed or hallucinating or wh whatever the, the issue is. And maybe it's a combination of all kinds of things that have happened in their life and genetic predispositions and 
you know, you can't, as they say, just put the tiger back in the cage or turn the radio off in that situation. You can't just go back and undo the series of, you know, psychosocial events or, you know, even throw genetic events in there that have happened to this person. And so because it's so complicated and overwhelming, it seems like in that case, maybe it's just easier to, you know, put an implant in someone's brain or give them a pill. But um, while, you know, there's a place for that, I think in people that are in extreme situations and, and there's just absolutely nothing you can do for them psychosocially, um, yeah, you know, if, if you can ease suffering, then whatever it is, I mean, this uh, ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, is, is pretty much set up on that premise where, you know, you, you just like basically zap somebody's brain because nothing else has worked. And sure enough, it actually helps uh, certain people that are so depressed when, where nothing else works. And it seems crazy and, you know, no one really knows why it works, but it seems that, you know, it does work in a lot of cases. So, you know, that that's on the table, you know, when you're dealing with someone at the extreme end of, of suffering in some way. But if you can do something psychosocially, then clearly that's, uh, you know, a more optimal way to deal with something that was in a, in a sense, um, caused by psychosocial factors, however complicated. And I guess you could argue that, you know, maybe it's not caused by psychosocial factors, it's genetic or whatever, but you know, in my opinion, as complicated as it is, it seems like it's more beneficial to focus the resources in that psychosocial direction as much as possible. More and more people that are quote unquote normal are being treated with drugs and, and, and these sort of this brain intervention stuff you know, really because the incentives and the, and the whole system is set up such that, you know, drug companies and, and different professions like psychiatry profit more when you take that sort of tack. And so while, uh, so on the one hand you have people in the normal range, you know, they're getting diagnosed with ADHD and this, that, and the other thing and treated with meds, um, to a ridiculous extent, people that are really suffering the most aren't getting any treatment at all. You know, our culture now, the police, prison systems, um, hospitals, uh, these are the places that are dealing with our profoundly mentally ill people and we're dealing poorly with them. And all these resources are going basically to treat the worried well, to over-treat the worried well. And the the uh, the people that really need the treatment on the extreme end aren't getting any treatment. You know, we really should balance our funding, our resources, and our intervention strategies in these four ways. The psycho, social, cultural, biological, in, in a balanced way. Or we're not gonna we're not gonna get decent results, and so right now it seems like there's heavy investment in the biological and in this brain brain circuit sort of way of of looking at things, and this lack of balance is showing up 
in the outcome. So let's just take some of that funding, some of those resources and, and focus more on the social cultural aspects of these issues and, and, and see what happens then. And in my opinion, by taking this, uh, you know, more balanced approach, things would get a heck of a lot better. Anyway, I can say more on that in a future podcast, but this has just um, been a bit of a rant on this latest uh, statement from Tom Insel that, you know, let, let basically he's saying let's drop mental disorders as terminology and let's replace that with brain circuit disorders. And while I, I know that he's, you know, like I said, well aware that there's an integral or biopsychosocial cultural, um, you know, piece to this thing. I just think he's going in exactly the wrong direction. If you have a perspective on it, you can uh, shoot me an email at bob at integralhealthresources.com. And I will do my best to try to uh, respond either on the blog or on my next podcast. And I will check in with you next time. Have a good one.